Which camera am I looking at? I've only got one camera. Like it really makes any difference. Good evening. Welcome to Five Day with Jay. I am your host, J.R. Murdoch. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm in kind of a goofy mood tonight. Can you tell? One, free ebooks. Gonna say it every day this week. I apologize. Again, I didn't expect stellar results when I did this giveaway. A lot of people who wanted these books already got them for free. So if you're already following me, you probably already have them. But Estelle, Billy Barbarian, still free all week long. Tomorrow's the last day on that. And that will be the last sale before they go live on other sites. As far as how the giveaway is going, like I said, I didn't expect stellar results. We've given away five copies of Estelle, seven copies of Billy Barbarian. This surprises me. It honestly does. To a small degree. The reason it a small degree is because Estelle has normally been more popular than Billy. Estelle is a YA fantasy. Billy Barbarian is just a wacky, kooky fantasy. What I did find out when I was looking up, I typed in Billy Barbarian into Amazon, was there somebody else with a series that's Billy the Barbarian. They started putting out their series in 2021. So I don't know if people are checking mine out instead of that individual's I don't know what's going on I don't know I don't claim to know anything I just found it interesting that somebody has a barbarian with the same name I do ideas are inexpensive cheap free even you want an idea I'll give you an idea let me know if you want an idea I'll I'll throw an idea out there if you're a writer so Mr. Moody thank you so much for joining great to see you here we're having a good time tonight number two pup date Puppy is still doing good, still strangely skittish. Uh, she was downstairs with the missus all morning watching TV after they got back, after she got back from doing her morning workout and everything was fine. The missus came upstairs. Gracie came into the computer room with me. Everything seemed to be fine. And then missus poked her head in as I'm working to let me know that we were going to go over to Abuelito's house this afternoon so that Gracie can have some time to play with TJ Boxer. And Gracie got mad. Started to growl at the missus. I was like, uh, no, no, we're not doing that. I'm looking down because her, she's got a pillow underneath the side of the desk. Sometimes she'll lie under there where there is no pillow. And it's like, no, when come under here where there is a pillow. Right here there's a pillow. She can lay here, be comfortable. Over there there's no pillow. She just thump, she's on the ground. Um, she was also lying directly behind this chair by the bases over there. I don't know why, but a couple of times she was growling at the missus and it was rather odd. Don't know why. Number three, preparing the books for eBooks for sale over on Barnes and Noble, Kobo, iBooks, uh, draft the digital all of that i don't know if I'm, i don't think i'm gonna put them up on smashwords i think i'll stick to draft the digital i need to do some minor research to see which goes to locations in a better fashion subscribing to 20 books to 50k it seems more suggested to use draft to digital over smashwords i honestly don't know what the difference is i need to as i said investigate and find out see what the difference actually is 
and then we'll get everything. But uh, I did sit down this morning, did my workout, sat down. I had all the blurbs written last night for all the books. And I realized that a couple of them were okay. I didn't need to modify them. The rest of them went through every book, ebook, print book, ebook, print book, ebook, print book. It was a little monotonous, but I got through them all, got all of the blurbs for uh, blurbs, ad copy, what you want to call it, up on Amazon, all done. So they're all correctly formatted now. They're all updated, a little punchier, a little more to the point of what the story is about rather than a big wall of text. I hate hitting people with a wall of text. I don't know why I did that so long ago, but now we've got it so that it's a nice good update on the blurbs up on Amazon. So we're good there. Second thing, and this is going to be a topic for tomorrow. And I know very little about binoculars, but I don't even know where I got this set. I think this was somebody's binoculars they left in the car one time a long, long time ago. If you're a friend of mine and these are your binoculars, let me know. I'll get them back to you. Um, they're not overly expensive, but they're not cheap by any means either. At any rate, um, I'm going to discuss binoculars tomorrow because uh, I have an interesting fascination. I've been researching binoculars. I talked to a friend at work about binoculars who said, really, you're interested in binoculars? And he starts sending me pictures of the nine or ten different binoculars, scopes, sighting scopes, everything else that he had. And we had a nice long discussion on binoculars. And I'm like, whoa, wasn't expecting all this. But I had been doing my research, doing my homework, as I do whenever I think about making a purchase. And I had no idea what differentiated one set of binoculars from another. Um, but we'll do a longer discussion on that tomorrow. I don't intend to educate people on binoculars. But the reason I want to get binoculars, and this is the topic for this evening, at number five, is feeding the birds. If you've been following this channel for any length of time, you've probably heard birds in the background because, or I've pointed to the tree, or I've leaned to the side and I look outside. We've got a tree that has lots of birds in it. And by lots of birds, I mean at this point, right now there's two, but at, when I sat down, I tried to get a picture. I've got a little lens for my camera, for my phone. It just clips on my phone so I can take some better pictures closer up. I tried to get a picture, and as soon as I got the lens on, as soon as I got everything, got it focused, about 25 or 30 of these cool little yellow birds flew away. They've got a kind of grayish back, and they're yellow. Fascinating little birds, but they're smaller ones. And we've got bigger ones that also have a yellow belly. I do not believe that they're related. We've got sparrows. I've, I've seen as many as 40 or 50 sparrows up in that tree before. It's just absolutely amazing. We've also got hawks in the area, and that's what scared all the little birds away earlier is when they all took off, I'm like, well, where did you go? And then I see the hawk just come flying over, lands in a tree across the street. Again, that's why I'm interested in getting a, a better set of binoculars, so when I try and look for something, I can look across the street. Again, tomorrow's topic. The other thing we also have is morning doves, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, morning doves. The reason they're called morning doves is because they make a crying noise. They're interesting birds. And when they fly, they 
their wings make this cool little noise. Every morning, I'll have, because I set the bird feeders out again, I'll have 15 or 20 of them up here. I'm, I'm pointing out my window. It's the patio cover to the patio downstairs. And I'll have 15 or 20 of them walking around up here. I'll have a half dozen up in the tree. And I know there's a bunch of them down on the ground, on the feeders, just having a good old time. At one point when I had all the feeders out, I don't have all of them out yet. I'll explain that in a moment. When I had all the feeders out, I would probably have 50 or 60 morning doves in the area, in the tree, uh, down eating food, just having a party, having a good old party. One time when I did have all the feeders out, uh, a morning dove came and crashed into the window and I'm, I shocked me. I, I look up and I see it just right there on the roof and I'm like, oh, little guy, are you okay? Stoomp. Hawk landed right on top of it, looked at me as if to say, this is mine. I'm, I'm out of here. And doo -doo 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 -doo. away went with the bird nature i'm not gonna cry that a morning dove got taken it i'm sure it happens hundreds of times a day that i never see it in this area we have a lot of wildlife in this area a lot of morning doves a lot of other birds a lot of cats a lot of wild animals coyotes rodents you name it but going back to feeding the birds and the reason i don't have all the feeders out yet is rodents I know somewhere in that backyard there is a rat. And a rat doesn't concern me that much. But what I do know is when I had one of the feeders and a basket beneath that feeder, a couple of times I went outside and I would see this rat just hanging out, big old rat hanging out in the bottom feeder. I trapped a couple of them, got rid of them, but I know that there's more out there, at least one. But when I took down the feeders, the reason I took them down was we had roof rats. I remember sitting here one morning, logging on to work, and I see the birds out as normal, but then I see little gray things. I didn't expect this. They're hopping up and running through the gutter. They're coming from the tree over here. And I'm like, where did you little guys come from? And this was a few months ago, and the neighbor and I wound up trapping about 15 or 20 of them and got rid of the roof rats to a degree. I knew there were still more. I knew I didn't get them all. But reading about them, they use trees and bushes as their highway. So I trimmed as much as I could the bushes and the trees out back to make sure they didn't have a super highway running through my backyard. They weren't living in my backyard. They were coming from both neighbors on both sides of me. I know this because I could sit there and look at the bird feeder and see them coming down the little trees from either side into the backyard, up to the feeder. I just littering the thing. And I took the feeder down for a couple months because I didn't want the rats in my backyard. I cleaned everything up, made sure that there was no food out there for a while, put the feeders inside. I was out of food and I'm like, okay, I just, I'm going to wait. And of course, all the birds naturally would go find somewhere else to go. They still congregate in the tree from time to time, but not nearly to the quantity that they did before. Now that I've got two of the feeders back out, the small ones, no big baskets or nothing that hangs low. But now that I've got those two feeders, the birds are coming back. And it's great. It's great to see them back in the tree. It's great when I've got the window open and it's not 1,000 degrees out. 
to hear them flying around, chirping, dee -dee -dee -dee, singing to each other, having a good old time. We've got hummingbirds. I need to refill the hummingbird feeder. Uh, I put the hummingbird feeder out and it's almost empty after less than a week. It's great having all these birds out there and just, I enjoy it. It's something that I've always enjoyed. Ask anybody, ask the missus, hey, does your husband like birds? She will tell you stories. <laughs> Oops. But I've always been fascinated ever since I was a kid with birds. My grandmother always had a bird bath, always had bird feeders. She had a big old bird hotel up on a pole. I, I say like yay big because I was a little kid for all I know. It was this little thing that had tiny little holes. I don't know. To me, it was a bird hotel. And I remember it having multiple houses for the birds to live in. I always thought that was a fascinating birdhouse. It was intended for smaller birds. Loved used to just sitting in the backyard, just watching the birds come in and out, go down to the bird feeder, go to the bird bath, do their thing. So now I've got my bird bath in the backyard. I've got my bird feeders. And I just love to, you know, we'll be sitting there watching TV and I'll just look over my shoulder because the chair I'm sitting in, there's a window right behind me that I can look out and see the birds. Love, love looking out there. If you follow me on Instagram or any of the other grams and Tumblr and whatnot, I, I post pictures all the time of, you know, dog pictures, but I also post bird pictures, nature pictures, whatever I see, uh, pictures of the moon. And I have a good time posting these things. I just have fun. What, you know, like I said, watching the birds and relaxing, seeing what they do, see what they're going to do next. It's fun for me. At any rate, I'm going to wrap up, make it a shorter one this evening. The missus and I have an episode of Big Brother to watch. There's another episode. That one came on late last night. We go to bed early. We're old people. There's another episode that's on tonight. So we're going to watch two episodes back to back. And oh my gosh, finale week next week. Excited to see who makes it to the final three. Excited to see who wins. We enjoy Big Brother. I believe last night was the start of Survivor. That's why Big Brother got bumped. It always happens at the end of the season for Big Brother. They always get their schedule adjusted. But at any rate, I will ramble about Big Brother probably next week closer to the finale just because, hey, I enjoy watching Big Brother. I'm not going to talk about spoilers. I'm not going to talk about who's in it. If you watch the show, you watch the show. If you don't, I'll ex I'm going to explain why I watch the show and enjoy watching the show. At any rate been five day with jay mr moody if you're still there thank you so much for joining me if you're not mr moody i see there is somebody still out there watching thank you so much for joining me we will do this again tomorrow my apologies i'm not on a schedule yet i am working on that i'm trying to get up in the morning do my workout in the morning so i can do my job during the day and as soon as my job's done i want to move over to the home computer and record one of these again i don't have a schedule i apologize i know it goes live but it does come back and it will pop up in your feed. So if you subscribe, you will get notified that I'm there. Mr. Moody, you have a question, ask away. I will sit here and ramble until your question pops up. This is one of the things I haven't had a chance to do. Normally when I do this live, I have nobody there. But uh, hey, Mr. Moody, Mr. Moody, hey, hey, Mr. Moody, what's shaking? Haven't talked to you in a long time. One of these days we need to get on a call and just chit chat and I hope everything's going well. long pause <laughs> um, I will say that I am excited about getting the all of the books except the the VNA universe books I'm excited about getting those to go wide I'm really excited to, to put books out there that aren't just on Amazon I remember back in the day doing okay 
was never anything stellar. I pulled everything from wide to go solely with Amazon. And the books honestly never really did that well just on Amazon. So I'm, I'm kind of happy to go wide and see what happens when they go wide. Mr. Moodyhead asks, if you had written a novella, would you ever consider rewriting it to be a novel? Or would you drop the idea to move on to a new story? This is an excellent question because I wrote a short story called Grandpa's Little Red Barn. And that is one of the short stories that will be coming out in the more recent collection. It's not a full novella. It is one of my longer works. I believe it's five, 6,000 words. Most of my short stories aren't that long. A couple of them are 12,000 plus words. But I've thought about a couple of these stories like Cloak and Dagger, Moving at the Speed of Thought, Grandpa's Little Red Barn. I think about these stories all the time. The reason I bring up Grandpa's Little Red Barn is for me, I wrote that story and the way it ended was the end of the story for me. I had no intention of going beyond that point when I wrote that story. And a lot of people got upset when they got to the end of the story. So if anybody picks that one up, I now have disclaimer at the very beginning, please don't hate me because people say this is not a complete story. The story Grandpa's Little Red Barn was inspired by The Dark Tower by Stephen King. It was all about the journey and the destination and nothing else. Once the character got to a certain point, the story for me was over. Yes, other people wanted to, oh, well, what happens next? Use your imagination. That said, going back to stories like Moving at the Speed of Thought and Cloak and Dagger, these are longer works. They're over 12,000 words, each of them. So they do fall into that novella category. With Moving at the Speed of Thought, I always felt I missed, missed the mark with that story. I always felt there was a lot more story to tell and I could have kept going with that one. It could have been it could have been a full novel. It could have been a whole series of novels because of the premise in the story that I developed. I had other ideas though. I had so many other ideas that when I got done with that story and I finished it and I wrapped it up, even though I felt there was so much more there to write, I knew I could always come back and visit it. I knew I could always come back, revisit that story should I choose to. But at the time, I had so many ideas spitting through my head that if I had gone back to that one and worked it into a novel, I would have not continued writing short stories at the pace that I was. At the time, I was trying to write as many short stories in a year as I could. And that was in the middle of writing all those short stories. So I honestly was done and felt it was good. If I were to ever do anything else in that universe, I would not rewrite that, sh that novella. I would use that novella as part of that universe, move on and write a novel in that universe or a series of novels. I would not, this is just me personally, I would not go back and revisit that work. That work is, for me, in my brain, is done. It's a completed work. It's finished. It's going to be published later next year. Uh, I, I don't have it scheduled yet, but it will be. 
that's kind of the way I view a lot of my stories, short stories and whatnot. For example, Grandpa's Little Red Barn. Should I ever revisit that universe, I won't rewrite that story. That story is done. It is complete. It has reached a level that it needed to be. I would write another story or novella or book in that universe. And that one would be a standalone as it is complete. That's just kind of how I view the work when I finish something. I'm done. I don't see a need personally to go back and rewrite it. It's a completed work. If I'm happy with the way the work came out, I'm done with it. I, I did go through all of my short stories to decide which short stories I wanted to self-publish and collect in collections. I have a lot of short stories. It took me a long time to go through all of them. The Land of Ice and Snow was an absolute fascinating story when I wrote it. And I love the way it ended. Some people might say, ah, it's cliche. For me, it wasn't. It was an exploration at the time and a discovery. When I got to the end, I realized, wow, there is so much in this universe I could do. But again, story is done. I would not go back and rewrite that story. I would either write another story in the same universe, maybe a different perspective, or more work that expands on that universe. I would not go back and rewrite. Again, that's just me. Mr. Moody, I'm going to thank you for your question. I have the door closed and the fan off because we're doing audio and it is about 1,000 degrees in this room, so I'm going to sign off. Mr. Moody, thank you. If we do this again tomorrow, awesome. Uh, feel free to drop me a note in uh, Facebook and chat for a little bit. Love to hear from you. Hope you're doing well. I hope everyone else is doing well. I'm signing off. This has been 5 Day with Jay. I've been Jay. You've been awesome. Until next time.